This week, I'll be interviewing Jared Nemitt. Jared studied real estate and hotel administration at Cornell University, and he's currently an investment analyst at KHP Partners out in San Francisco. They're a private equity firm focused on investing in boutique and independent hotels. In this episode, we go in depth into how young professionals can land their dream internship or full-time role. Let's get right into it. Jared, thanks for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me, Jalen. Super uh, excited to be here. Can you give the viewers just a quick couple-minute intro into your background and what got you into real estate? Sure. Of course. So my name is Jared Nemeth. I'm originally from Millbury, New Jersey, about 30 minutes outside of New York City. Currently working in uh, hospitality, real estate, private equity out in San Francisco. My background is went to the Cornell School of Hotel Administration, where I monitored real estate and really just got fascinated with the intersection of hospitality and real estate. Sophomore summer, I interned at Avis Young, which is a global real estate service provider where I found uh, primarily focused on hospitality brokerage and property management. Didn't necessarily love what I was doing, but I thought it was a really great way to get my foot into the door into the world of real estate. My junior summer, I interned with Wells Fargo on their hospitality finance team where I was really focused on underwriting debt uh, loans and senior loans for um, very large hotel assets. So that was a really cool project, a really cool experience there. And I do love the deal side. I see pros and cons on deal, but I, on the debt side, but in the end, I really wanted to be on the investment side of things. So recently took a job out here in San Francisco with KHP Capital Partners, and we are a private equity firm now on our fifth fund of $360 million. And we are actively investing in independent and boutique hotel properties. Uh, our strategy is focused on primarily value-add projects where we either look to um, on two ends of the spectrum where we do asset repositioning and really elevate our hotel assets, or we look for operational deficiencies and look to add value through our hospitality expertise. So my day-to-day responsibilities on the investments arm is I see the entire deal process from when we get the initial data up until that point if we do decide to close on an asset. So I'm really providing really responsible for initially spreading the numbers, running the P&Ls, making assumptions, and providing the quantitative data and market research to help our other partners make informed investment decisions. So I'm incredibly happy. I'm super excited to speak about my experiences, both in general real estate and hospitality real estate, and also ask her any questions that you might have. So again, thanks so much for having me on. We met this year, and at the time, both of us were still students. Can you tell us, why why did you choose commercial real estate as your path? Why not banking or corporate finance or any other anything else? Of course. Great question. So a little bit more to my background. Um, I always knew I wanted to do business, but never really kind of was passionate about anything. I was kind of searching for what excited me. I wasn't never too into the public finance space. It just didn't really do it for me. And I actually had a couple friends in the hotel school when I was a freshman who are a little more senior to me and they were heavily involved in the real estate world. And the way I always describe it is I used to buy, sell, and trade sneakers. And it was something I was super passionate about how to evaluate, how to value a sneaker. Um, What makes the value go up? Is it scarcity? Is it product? Is it the story behind it? 
And I kind of immediately drew parallels from looking at sneakers to looking at buildings. I, I know it's kind of cliche, but I love the tangibility of it. And the fact that every building tells a different story. And I think it was that really appealing fact to me combined with I wanted to be strategic and look to, I'm in the Cornell Hotel School. There is a really, really good real estate network. I don't necessarily want to do hotel operations. So what makes the most sense for me to one, do something I really like and two, do something that makes a lot of sense for where I am academically in a network that is really amazing professionally. So I think it was a combination of those two factors, which really got me excited about real estate and haven't looked back since. You currently work yourself into an investment analyst role at KHP Partners out in San mm -hmm. Francisco. Can you tell us what led you to get that role? Uh, were you in any sorts of groups or did you network into that role or was it just the online application? Sure. So the Cornell Real Estate Club um, is a really amazing resource where they often get a lot of job postings. And the way I describe it to most people is hotels are very different than other real estate assets you are investing in because generally you're primarily focused on the asset, but hotels are half asset, half operationally based because... In the end of the day, you're buying sort of a business in a way. So my firm, um, we they really do like to hire Cornell Hotel kids because they view that that education translates very well for being successful in the job. So they marketed directly to the Cornell Real Estate Club. And something I always tell people when they ask for recruiting advice is, if you are really interested in a job or an internship, after you apply, try to find someone to reach out to like immediately. Like what I did was I knew I wanted this job, try to find alumni, sent an email essentially saying, hey, my name is Jared Nemet, here's my background, I think I'd be a great fit. I recently applied and I would love to get on the phone and chat more about the opportunity. Because what you are doing is when they're looking through that pile, those piles of resumes on their desk for all these qualified candidates applying for a job, Someone in the office be like, oh, hey, I spoke to that kid. He's super driven. I think he's incredibly qualified. I think we should give him a shot. So that was something I really tried to emphasize in my recruiting process and just really got out in front of them early when they put the application out there and fortunate enough to have landed the role. What do you think helped you the most in your recruitment process? And what, what tips can other students take from that to apply to their own job search? Yeah, so... I think real estate is a very unique industry because the way I looked at it, and I had a very excruciating interview process when I was applying for full-time jobs, I probably went through 60 interviews across all different spans of real estate, um, sides and assets. And it was, it was a lot. So something that really stuck out with me is real estate is a relationship-based business. Obviously you need to be qualified. Um, and know your stuff to an extent. But in the end of the day, most of these shops want to teach you how to do things their way. So I think what I really focused on was how do I come across as a very trainable person? Like, obviously, like you want to be smart, you want to pick up on concepts quickly. But in the end of the day, they want to know, like, do I want to work with this person day in and day out? And I think for me, at the beginning of my interview process is, I was very trying to get my technical knowledge across. I was kind of robotic in interviews and it wasn't really working for me. 
And I kind of took a step back and changed my entire interview strategy to be way more casual. Obviously, you still need to be professional. That's very important. But finding that balance, I think, is really, really crucial to setting yourself apart in terms of getting yourself kind of elevated to that next step. And what did it for me is at the end of the day, I think a lot of these people, can I sit down and have a coffee or beer with this person? Like, is he smart? Can he get it? Can I rely on him to get the job done? And do I like sitting next to him on the desk on the day-to-day basis? So I think it would really set it apart for me. And that's the biggest takeaway I have is real estate's about relationships. And people want to know that they can, one, rely on you, and two, that they can have a good time working with you. So I want to ask you something. This I've gotten a lot of mixed responses from different people on this. Your new role, you had to move all the way out to San Francisco from the New York area to accept that job. Was that really a hard choice for you? And did you even want to move out there? Was that your goal? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. So... When I first started recruiting, for background, grew up on the East Coast, as I mentioned, went to school in New York. I was always pretty coddled up on the East Coast, and I wanted to be in New York. That's what I loved. I love New York. It's my favorite city in the world. And with COVID happening and recruiting was a little slow, I felt like I was missing some better opportunities by limiting my location. So I still wanted to be in top 25 kind of MSAs, like big cities. I didn't really want to be in the smaller kind of secondary cities because I just didn't think it would be good for me mentally. So I kind of opened up my search and and San Francisco is a really amazing place from what I heard. It's a very active scene. And I, I kind of at that point was more location agnostic and looked at the job description and I was like, if I could draw up a perfect job role for me, this is what I want to do. I like, I cannot turn this down. So I went full force and something I've realized is that's been very important for me is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that applies to all senses of life. And I've never done anything like this. And I think I've grown so much mentally in five months I've been out here than I ever have. And I'm so thankful as a young 20 year old to just kind of have a little reset on life in a way. And so I think a really cool thing you could do with your life. Was this your first time in San Francisco? And how is the transition? I mean, you're moving to a new place and you're starting a new job at the same time. Yeah, only one. Um, never been to San Francisco before I took a job. So definitely a big risk, but it's an amazing city. And I'm super thankful to have a really good network of friends out there. Um, something I could not have made this move if I was in a studio by myself. It's just not really my personality. I like being around people and thankfully found two roommates also went to Cornell who we were in different social circles, but mutual friends. And that's definitely made the transition way easier and very fortunate to have a good base of people out here already, which I think is incredibly important and no matter what you do. Do you have any specific resources you recommend students check out? So the biggest resource I use in recruiting, um, which people don't know about for real estate, is selectleaders.com. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing network for real estate opportunities. They, every job posting constantly per day, it's a real, like, that's the real estate recruiting central right there. So that's number one. Number two, the Collegiate uh, Professional Real Estate Network on LinkedIn 
is another fantastic place for job postings and connect. Three, as Jalen and I are both been attended to, the Young Real Estate Professionals of New York, which is ironic that I'm now in San Francisco, <laughs> but um, that's another fantastic way to meet like-minded people. And for resources, it's a little difficult for me to recommend a lot just because the resources were my coursework. Like I learned so much in my coursework and I'm thankful to Cornell has a really, really good real estate um, curriculum. So that's kind of where I learned most of my technical skills, but the most important thing you could do is learn how to model, be comfortable with Excel. The real estate technical stuff you can learn and that a lot of that comes through experience and seeing things. But if you can really get comfortable with Excel, it's really going to differentiate you. So that was something I focus on academically is learning how to model, understanding how Excel works and how to do it effectively. Um, and there's plenty of YouTube videos out there, which I've watched, which I'm blanking on the names, but any good introduction to real estate financial modeling, Excel, YouTube videos are a really good resource to learn. Um, and I can maybe even try to put together some of the real estate technical interview prep. Um, I could maybe send around, but the interviews aren't necessarily incredibly technical heavy, I've noticed. You're going to get your basic cap rate questions, your basic, you're on the debt side, your LTVs, your debt yields, your debt service coverage ratios, but it's not going to be, obviously depends on the company, but it's not going to be as um, technical heavy compared to your investment banking stuff of the world. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your actual role looks like, what your day-to-day looks like, and why did you pick this company to work at? Sure. Um, yeah, so to start, we are a super lean company, about 22 employees. And this is what I tell anybody going into recruiting, is you kind of need to decide or understand what you get out of big firm versus a small shop. I know it's a kind of little off topic, but I think this ties back well to what I do. So the big shop, you're going to have that more structured training. You're going to have access to those really the probably better resources and see bigger deals. But you're kind of going to be a little bit more in the shadows. You're not going to have exposures to all senior management all the time and see everything of a deal. As opposed to a small shop, you're not going to have that real training. A lot of it's going to be learning by doing. And you might not have access to the biggest deals or the best resources, but it's a very flat organizational structure and you're going to be involved in all parts of the process and feel like your work is a little bit more tangible to the company. So that's kind of where I'd say my role is, is a lot of it is learning by doing. And it's hard to say like what my primary responsibility is because it's very ad hoc, but generally what I'll kind of do is we get a data room for say a hotel in LA and we have our model and I'll, begin plugging in historical cash flows and start building out assumptions for the model and start projecting staffing and renovation budgets and closing costs. And it's really deal by deal specific. And then I'll go on to very important thing for us is analyzing supply, how supply picture has been historically, what's the uh, Kager from year over year historically, and also how does the supply picture look like moving forward? So I'll prepare, I'll prepare these market analyses on different markets and say we're really interested in the deal. Um, and we sign a PSA, which is a purchase sale agreement, 
then we enter due diligence, which is you have your period to collect all of your, like you kind of run the background checks of the investment. You get everything from environmental reports to property mission reports to employee history to everything, accounting, and I'll be involved in that process to compile the information and really make sure it gets stored in the appropriate places and it gets sent to the appropriate people. And then that moves on to you pre- prepare memos for the investment committee if you're really interested in closing on a deal. I mean, it's really all over the place because you see everything at a small shop. And the way I kind of sum it up best is last week I was filling out a liquor license. Like you just, it's very ad hoc. I know who would have guessed, but you, it's amazing because you see everything up until that closing point. So it's really on topic right now because we're in the midst of a pretty heavy due diligence process for a hotel that we're looking to buy. So what I kind of sum it up best is I'm seeing stuff at my age. I'm 22, just graduated college. that I don't think people see for three, four years out into the workforce. So I'm super grateful. I get to see all parts of the deal. I get to really make my own assumptions. People listen to what I have to say and the end of the day, you want to be that guy, you start out making that quantitative analysis and you want to do whatever it takes to be able to take the numbers and make that qualitative decision. So I'm learning how to do that quantitative analysis of initial um, of our deals to hopefully one day be able to take that data, take everything involved and make those qualitative decisions. So I know that was a little all over the place, but that's my role. I love it. You learn something new every day and super passionate about what I do. You know, I love that point you just made. This past summer, I worked at a very small firm. We only had about um, 15 or so of us on the real estate side of things. And we really manage our entire portfolio pretty well. And we're doing acquisitions at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also adding on that point is a lot of it is personality based. I think you need to realize in what environment do I best learn? Am I someone who likes to kind of like needs to learn the material and can study and is better trained to do something? Or am I someone who learns by doing and making mistakes? And I think that really needs to factor into your decision and whether you more would pursue a bigger shop or would thrive in a smaller shop. So personally, I'm someone who learns by doing. That's how I learned best. And that's how I ended up at a small shop. So I had to ask, so many people in my personal network are a part of a group called Tamid. Can you let us know what exactly is that and what do you offer students? Of course, yeah. So Tamid is an investing and consulting group that focuses on Israeli startups. And the reason we focus on Israeli startups is Israel has, I believe it's the second highest startup per capita in the world. So there are a lot, a lot, a lot of exciting startup things that are going on there. And the way to me works is you'll join, you'll go through a semester, at least my chapter, you go through a semester long education process where you are trained on investing in consulting skills. And then I, you have the opportunity to go on the investment route or the consulting route. And I always stayed on the consulting route. I just kind of was interested in it. That was something cool to do. And you're working with real time Israeli companies, consulting them on various things and primarily it's kind of how to penetrate the american market for instance i was a project lead on this company called leap gaming 
And what they do is their virtual like sports betting in which they will run random simulations of sports matches and create lines based off that for people to gamble on and bet on, which is a really interesting idea, but it's purely based off random number algorithms. So what they wanted to do is how do we penetrate the American market? Is there a market for us? And that was twofold. One that's running a SWOT analysis of the virtual gaming industry in America. And two that's doing case studies of stuff that, of initiatives that have had similar successes in America. But what's amazing is I'm having weekly calls with the CEO of an Israeli company, like just talking with him and developing strategy and they're listening. So it's a really amazing place to get real world business experience while simultaneously Again, expanding your network, your professional network, and just meeting new people. And it's a really, really cool and unique club. And oh, I also should mention that a very unique part of to me is the fellowship, which I do not do, but it's an amazing program in which if you are selected, you live in Israel for an entire summer, housing expenses paid for, and they pair you up with an Israeli company to intern with for the entire summer. And also have all programs, so you're living in Israel, um, interning with an amazing company, everything paid for, and it's a super, I personally do not do it, but it's a super cool, unique experience that I know I've heard amazing things about. Well, Jared, it's been amazing having you on the show, and I want to thank you so much for coming on. What final thoughts and resources do you have for us, and how can we connect with you and learn more? Of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I had an awesome time chatting with you today about everything, and a couple of final thoughts I would like to share is, if you are going through the recruiting process right now, be it internships, be it job search, do not get discouraged. Like it's, I know it's tough. Like I'm coming from someone who had 60 interviews and I'm just so thankful I ended up in the perfect place. So do not get discouraged and also don't settle. Know what you want to do. Trust your skill set and network and do whatever it takes to get that spot. And I think in terms of places to go, you have a lot of various sectors of the real estate industry. You have your investment shops, you have your debt shops, which your finance shops, you see a lot of deal flow and that's a really fascinating place to learn. You have your asset managers, which you kind of are like the quarterback of a real estate investment. You have your, you have your advisory appraisal shops where you see everything. You have your brokerage shops, which if you want to do more of a sales role, that's another really incredible place to learn. So. Real estate is a really, really fascinating industry because there's so much to it that on the top level people don't really see. So if you're looking to break into the industry, it's an amazing place to be. Focus on your relationships. Do not get discouraged and just be passionate about it. It's a really exciting place to be. It's um, My work-life balance is awesome. I work hard. I feel fulfilled. But at the end of the day, I also have time to dedicate to other things and i think be strategic in what you want to do in terms of your job search in terms of one where you can add the most value but two what all what environment also provides the best learning experience for you so with that if you would like to reach me uh you can shoot me an email at jared j-a-r-e-d dot nemet n-e-m-e-t at khpcp.com um, you can reach me there and I'm more than happy to provide any technical help for interviews, any networking advice, um, any resume help or just 
any questions you might have. So yeah, again, thank you so much for having me on today. It's been super awesome chatting with you.